Hey, Hi, we're at Intelligent Content in uh, San Jose, 2014. I'm talking with Don Day. Uh, Don, tell me, what presentation did you give? What was the title of it? And tell us a little bit about what generated your interest in, in this topic. The presentation I gave was based on an observation I'd made last summer as I was uh, doing some work with uh, different types of web pages and seeing that certain categories or, or shapes and uses of content kept repeating across different themes and uh, the one that really caught my eye was um, infographics and single page websites and um, um, so-called micro-publishing which is uh, sites like medium.com uh, which have very nice typographic layout uh, very atypical for content uh, content and they look different on the face of things but they all use the same kind of internal architecture so what I proposed for the content what for the conference was uh, uh, doing a, a survey of these and <laughs> you've asked me the wrong title because again I'm so tired <laughs> that I'm, I'm going to have to pull that out <laughs> um, and uh, with my uh, connecting intelligent content with micro publishing and beyond. Okay. A little long to remember. So you're basically taking structured content and putting it in different, uh, very formal layouts or, or different sp specific layouts or what? Different specific layouts. Um, and again, the layout engines that are available for various web CMS uh, publishing tools. Um, typically offer a range of different formats, but if you want to change your content from presentation in one format to one that's very different, then you may have to do a great deal of manual um, re-architecture of that HTML content in order to do that. My premise is that you should be able to move your content into a structured environment, mm -hmm. a structured authored environment, which has been the whole premise of responsive web design anyway, is that given any uh, responsive theme, as long as you have good adaptive content, you should be able to pour it into the holes in that theme and have it adapt automatically. So this was my premise and I actually, as the use case for this, I took Scott Abel's five technologies that market uh, content marketers need to know <coughs> and converted that out of its PowerPoint version into this structured content and then built the demo reassembly tools on that and uh, surprise of surprise it all worked I knew it would but uh, I've got now a framework that I can take again any kind of structured content and push it back through and demonstrate the same thing again so what what what's the structure of the content is it in data or some <coughs> other structure that's the foundation what I've been saying about the HTML world is that um, we love the tools, we love the devil that we know. Mm. Uh, the devil I know is Ditta, of course, uh, but it's actually the XML part of it that is the, uh, the, the tool empowerment mm. for it. The, <coughs> the value that Ditta brings to it is that there's been already a great deal of community input on it yeah. and tool development around it. So actually by choosing Ditta as the format, uh, I was able to make use of existing uh, XML processing schemas and mm. transforms and just integrate them into this uh, demonstration. It would be possible to use any XML though, and in fact DocBook would work mm. and uh, basically any XML that was appropriate. 
For is it is there a site people could go to see the demo in action? Um, when the site is opened again, it will be called Expedita oh. Info. Okay. Uh, there is there's a demo site there now, but it's with technology that's two years old, and yeah, I need okay. to refresh it. Uh, but there is a domain Expedita. Uh, I took from Dita, obviously, and the EXP gives it the sense of urgency or expediency. Okay. And uh, so Expedita.info. What? In your presentation, or, or just in general, what would be something a critic might say about this method of transforming your content into these different uh, different structures or different different output formats? Like, what would a critic or a devil's advocate say to, to this? Oh, I imagine the first question would be why, <laughs> and uh, I think you have to weigh the value of that against the results that you can get from it. So, right off the gate. What's possible is that you have the t kind of content to work with now that fits into any responsive web design anyway. So if your goal has been responsive web design mm -hmm. and you want to have adaptive content that gives you the opportunity to personalize the delivery of content through that interface, then data-based content using a framework like this is uh, your short path to achieving that. But in addition, if that content needs to serve multiple purposes, you have one set that's supplied to, uh, say, your um, your themed corporate website, but the same content being repeated in a microsite for some subset of product that you have, mm -hmm. and another set of it for the, uh, again, the um, infographic that you want to develop to use as an SEO uh, uh, honey mm. honey can for your uh, honey pot for your website uh, then this common content can be flowed into all of them without having to develop separate content for each one using separate tools for each one uh, when I look at that I say uh, is it worth the effort involved to do it? Then I think many times the answer may be yes, because once you get the repeatable process in place, mm -hmm. then you lower the cost of maintaining it from there on. Hmm. Have, you, have you implemented something like this um, as part of your regular work or just as kind of an experiment and a, and a pilot? A, a good question, and my website, intelligencegroup.com, is actually a working example of oh. a live data-to-view hmm. uh, website like that. Oh. So all of the content on it, including the sidebar content, is data content that's transformed on the fly into the adapted views. Uh, so when you have the sliders uh, with the pictures that fly yeah. across the top, uh, it's actually data content. Okay. Uh, represented by a data map used to drive the dynamic generation of the uh, markup that the JavaScript slides by in the view. Well, that's cool. So that sounds pretty advanced. Now, is that your only output onto that website, or do you also have several others that you're using the content for, like across different websites, or, or how are you reusing this in different ways? Because it's still... Um, not open in the sense that I've gotten it into an open community yet. Uh, the answer is not many. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I've intentionally uh, striven to make it so that it will run on a standard LAMP or WAMP server oh, okay. stack. And uh, the only addition to it is that you can use a DIT Open Toolkit 
with the XML catalog in it, and at that point, any specialized data content can be rendered through it as well. Now, creating the content to put into it is another question, and uh, I'll answer that when I get an answer. <laughs> but uh, rendering data content as a live delivery system is uh, perfectly fine as long as you follow the principles of data for the web that I gave in a Scott Abel webinar last summer. Great. Uh, last August. Don, if people want to know more about some of these concepts you're talking about, where should they go? The Expedita site or uh, another site that you mentioned? The Expedita.info site would actually be the best one for now because when I put the new version up there, then you'll see it right away. Uh, and there's no point uh, sending anyone someplace else. Uh, it's already a live site, so Expedita.info. All right. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.
Hi, we're at Intelligent Content in San Jose, and I'm talking with Rahel Bailey. Uh, Rahel, tell me, what was the name of your presentation here, and tell us a little bit about it. 